0: you know, baby. Fists of fail. Uh, Zero, you, you discovered this movie. Uh, well, well, I mean, like, well, not that you discovered it, but you saw it when it first came out, right?
1: Yes. Uh, so after the success of Ungbok, Bak, uh, you know, the Thai film industry industry was kind of, they were putting out a lot more films, especially anyone involved with Ungbok. And this was kind of big on the martial arts forums uh not not so much for the fight choreography but for the crazy ass stunts and so i watched it in college and i just always remembered it after that i always thought okay i'm gonna watch this again eventually i'm gonna show it to somebody because that was fucking insane
0: yeah so today we're talking about born to fight i've never heard of this movie i i've so right around the time of Ong Bok, uh, right around the time of Tom Young-Gun, uh, you know, there were there was like a a Thai action movie just well, boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, you know everyone started gravitating towards that because Hong Kong was no longer producing you know the same level that you know the Jackie Chan era was um, back in the eighties. So everyone was flooding to Thai you know the Thailand movies. And you know, I was you know, I, I discovered movies like Chocolate and Muay Thai Dunk <laughs> as a result of that. But I never heard of this movie until you you're insistent that we watch this movie, and it was very hard for us to attain. Um, but you were so insistent that we watch it, uh, for so I'm very glad that we actually did did uh, actually sit down and watch it from our remote locations. <laughs> Uh, it's not the ideal way to watch it, but you know I, I am glad that I have, have seen this film. Although I am struggling because I don't know where to start with this. This is a very, a very okay. Let, let, let's let's at least uh, sum it up this way. If you want a, a feel-good movie, <laughs> if you want a balls to the walls action, but overall it makes you feel good inside, this is not that movie. <laughs> uh, it is a really. Competently made action film, but it's also like incredibly depressing.
1: Yes, uh, I'll, I can understand your sentiments there. Uh, I remember watching this in college and thinking, oh, that was awesome. You know, great action, great stunt work. Cool. I didn't give too much thought about the characters, of the story. Upon mm-hmm. rewatching it with you, uh yes as you've uh elaborated uh it gets pretty depressing at times and uh, kind of <laughs> yeah. a spoiler but it's not real it, it is but it isn't a happy ending oh it just,
0: no. uh, absolutely it not. just
1: leaves you with this i don't want to say sour but yeah you yes the bad you know spoiler it's the bad the good guys uh triumph over the bad guys but uh when you think about it in those kind of closing moments you're like oh this is actually kind of a shitty place where these people are now
0: yeah but like they they won but at what at what yes, cost yes right uh um so what is the movie about uh we can sum it up in a way that we don't have to get into the spoilers or the plot details mm-hmm. it, in the very opening of the movie the lead character played by dan jupong who we'll talk about in more detail in a sec he uh, is in a uh he's he's involved in an action like an uh, action set piece where he takes down this man named General Yang. Uh, he takes him down, books him, but in the in the pursuit, uh, he loses a, a his, his superior officer, and as a result of that, he gets traumatized. So what does he do? He he agrees to go on a sporting retreat slash missionary kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a sporting event campsite. Well, it's thing. it's a
1: bunch of I guess sports team members. Who are going on kind of a missionary to this uh, rural village in the outskirts somewhere yeah. in in the, in the mountains of Thailand, and they're just right. they're doing they're doing good things. It's it's yeah. odd because at this moment after this you know opening action scene, you get these uh, feel good things that these people are doing. They're they're bringing blankets to old ladies. They're bringing food. They're bringing toys. <laughs> they're like oh wow, this is very sweet. It's very serene. You know, the colors are very vivid against this very beautiful uh, backdrop of the mountains. Very unassuming, very unsuspecting of anything oh, yeah. bad that's going to happen.
0: And nothing bad happens at the end. The movie's over. It's, <laughs> it's a happy movie all in all. Unfortunately, uh, that's where it kind of... Uh, and not that it sucker punches you, but, you know, like it's like, okay, all right. Well, I was expecting this to go a lot, on a lot longer because you told me that the action isn't until the very end sure the action doesn't happen until the half like uh, from that point on doesn't happen until the halfway mark and then spans the rest of the movie which i'll get into in a second but from the moment where we're introduced to the villagers up to the halfway part mark you i was expecting it to just be like a lull Mm -hmm. but no it's like all right we get introduced to villagers yeah it's like it's happy go lucky and as soon as that's done these fucking terrorists come in uh, and they demand that the captive, uh, the 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 villain from the very beginning of the movie, uh, gets released. But at, until then, this turns into a very violent and incredibly unpleasant experience, where the terrorists are killing everyone without any without any abandon, without any inhibition. They're just killing everybody, like men, ch- women, and children. <laughs> And it's it's like drawn out in a way that's like oh my god this is horrible <laughs> like I'm I'm like I'm not enjoying this because it's it's portrayed in a way that it almost feels too realistic yes and it yes. doesn't make it doesn't make me feel good it, um it, and I I feel like that's intentional obviously
1: yeah yeah uh I I think there's a lot of flashes to um. You know prior atrocities uh, that happened in Thailand and what the directors were probably witness to, but it it as you said it feels a little too real sometimes uh, because uh, we're we're definitely given this tone where we're meant to take a lot of this stuff that's happening very seriously. It it, it isn't until later on where the stunt performers and and the actors are doing these kind of silly things where. <laughs> the mood is constantly fluxing between, oh my god, they're murdering the villagers to, oh my god, that guy did like a gainer twist off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: You have to find, yeah, Bay Logan kept on saying in the commentary uh, after watching this movie and listening to him, he's like, oh well, you know, uh, Pana uh, Ritakrai really wanted to make sure that, you know, he, he constantly had to find that right balance between what's, you know, action conventions and, you know, a little bit on the silly side but also um, not go over the seriousness of war and seriousness of like these kind of situations. And you know, like, and he was, you know, Logan was saying, you know, well, he they blended it perfectly in this movie. I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's still a little bit silly. It's a little over the yeah. top.
1: Yeah. Well, so I don't. I agree. I don't think he blended it well. I think if anything, they just kept on balancing back and forth between the silly, the in, the intense action, and then the intensity of of uh, the situation they're in, because if you think about it, these villagers are getting being held hostage, and they're just kind of mercil- mercilessly being killed by the
0: terrorists. Yeah, it's it's horrible, <laughs> but that's not to detract from the movie uh, as a whole. Well, it doesn't detract from the the fighting or the action, mostly the action. Um, and what I mean by that is the stunt work. The stunt work in this movie is incredible uh it harkens back to what you'd see in hong kong action cinema back in the 80s uh very risky incredibly painful looking um and that's like the 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 highlights of the movie but the fighting itself is a little bit more um i don't know it it doesn't really stand out as nearly as much as the stunt work but i think it's still worth talking about because of the the amount of stunt work that there actually is and like the level that they've um they've you know accomplished these things and it, it does definitely feel like in the very beginning of the movie it feels like like police story on steroids
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> right well it, like, i mean you get that sense y- right? yeah yeah uh i mean if you watch it you're going to see a very obvious nod to police story with the uh shantytown scene and the cars driving through and here, I bet the filmmakers were like, "Hey, we want to reference Police Story, but what can we do?" I guess to you know at least make it a little different. So instead of having the, the you know the multiple cars drive through this metal shanty town, they set a a fucking giant truck uh, pulling a trailer, <laughs> a giant metal box trailer, but they set it on fire. So you know mm-hmm. they they're they're trying to up the ante at least. It's it's not like where Michael Bay was doing in Bad Boys 2 where he just basically just rips off the whole thing and he's not really oh, doing yeah. anything different. At least here they're trying to do something uh, to visually make it different.
0: Right and you know like what what makes this work versus like what Michael Bay did which is you know like, it really does feel like a rip off of uh, the action scene from the first police story in, you know like everything you just said you know, but you know, just done worse. Here it feels like they took what Jackie did accomplished in Police Story, but you know, just amped it up more. You know, like they added more elements to it. It's like that's how you do like that's where it, it's it separates what a ripoff is and what a homage yeah, is. And I it's agree. like here I feel like it's done absolutely, you know, fantastic. And it looks great. You know, like it's it's all done in a wide, so you can see all the action that's happening. You can see how much damage this truck is is doing. And that's how we cap off the action scene. We haven't even discussed the things that happened before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, man, like uh, you know, in terms of the fighting, like we don't really get a good showcase of that yet. But the stunt work is so good here. Um, so and, and we.
1: Oh, yeah. oh, I was just going to say, just to set up the scene. So uh, Dan Chipong and his, uh, you know, his superior, they're chasing the general who is kind of speeding away in these two giant trucks pulling these uh, cargo containers. That's, that's what I wanted to say. For yep. these two giant mm-hmm. cargo containers. And so they're chasing him in a truck, and Dan manages to get on the roof of one of the trucks. And here is where all the, all the crazy uh, stunt work starts to come into play, because Dan is pretty much throwing stuntmen off the roof, and they're <laughs> falling onto the ground on these moving trucks.
0: Right. You can see during the end credits, which you have the outtakes and the behind-the-scenes of the movie, That, uh, you know, like it's very much harkens back to again to, you know, what you see in Jackie film back in the 80s, uh, you know, like uh, that the stunt work was, you know, it it was they put in a lot of prep work to make sure that it was as safe as possible. However, you know, like just because you prep for it, (laughs) you know, know, like at at first you start off like, okay, well, um, you're going to fall off the you're going to hit the side of the truck as you're falling off of it, land on a van on the side and then land to the ground. You know, this is all done with padding and everything, but then, you know, once it comes to, you know, you're rolling, you know, they take away all the padding. Yeah. You gotta do the same exact thing. That doesn't mean that like you're completely prepared. Sure, like you've prepared a little bit, but that's that's still gonna hurt. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, the thing <laughs> like the thing all... too is, you know, they're practicing on stationary uh stationary objects in right. this in the actual stunt and what we see in the film, they're on top of moving vehicles. So there's things that they can't account for that they can only really see what happens when they do the stunt when the cameras are rolling. But it's kind of funny that they did try to test one of the stunts and you see them throw like a blow up doll like <laughs> off the truck at one point. And I was like, uh, I don't think the body weight is similar to a, <laughs> to a real human. But but sure, I applaud the effort.
0: Look, like when you have a small budget, you have to <laughs> cut corners, okay? Right. And some guy was just like, "Hey, you had that blow-up doll from home, right? Bring, it, wash it, and bring it to work." <laughs> uh, you know, like I mentioned, the guy—you know—one guy slams off the, the side of a truck, lands on a van, and hits the ground. There's another shot of a man slamming off and hitting a—you a, know—a you know, smaller truck, or you know, like with the product placement on it, and landing on the floor too. But then there's another one, and I, I'm gonna keep on repeating myself, where the dude just falls off the truck and just lands straight to the ground. And that one, like you can see in the outtakes, that they, you know, they hold on that dude as long as possible before they actually run to his rescue. <laughs> and I can't tell if it's because they wanted they wanted as much of it as possible, or if they couldn't tell that he was seriously hurt. Because once the director ran to his rescue, you could see that he was just. All the wind was knocked out of him because he landed from a truck height, which is what, 20 feet it, it in the like air? looks like three directly to onto four his back.
1: times the normal height of a vehicle, like a van.
0: Yeah, right, right. That's like 24 feet right. up, right directly onto your back. Yeah. I mean, That's...
1: so if, if you notice, yes, they're landing on padded dirt. So, you know, they probably fluffed it up to, you know, absorb the impact. <laughs> but still, the guys, yeah, when you watch the behind the scenes, the guys got seriously hurt doing this stuff and it's kind of funny how nonchalant this all is because uh, you know in a a normal action movie when you have a stunt this kind of insane they're gonna maybe they're gonna show a slow motion of it or they're gonna linger on it just a little you know to kind of get your uh, money's worth of that stunt but he's throwing multiple dudes off and we just just see the different (laughs) takes so you're just like oh okay here's another one oh wow here's another one
0: yeah like each one's each one works, yes. you know, like it kind of keeps on ramping it up, um, you know, like in the next one, <laughs> the next one's the one that got both of us going, holy shit! Uh, so, like Zero said before, there are two trucks uh, driving alongside w- one another. If uh, you ever seen that video of jean-claude van damme's doing the splits oh between between <laughs> the, the two, two trucks tri- yeah 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 which is op, which is so real obviously that's not gg
1: no he did um, that. are you serious yes he did that he was on wires but he was really
0: oh okay. he was right.
1: really uh doing the splits between the trucks he said he won want- i think he said he wanted to do it without it but they're like yeah we're we won't let you do that <laughs> oh
0: i didn't know that <laughs> yeah okay, yeah I- i've heard, i've i've been misinformed about that okay All right, anyways yeah so <laughs> imagine a setup you just take jean-claude van damme out. out of that equation. that <laughs> Right. And there's like very little space between the trucks, right? So in the outtake or in the behind the scenes, you see that they're, they tested it out as much as possible using boxes, you know, your, your, you know, your, your padding or whatever to make sure that when there is a man falling off of one truck, smashing against the other, uh, smashing his entire body against the side of the other truck, and then landing to the ground or landing on the padding, you know, that's as safe as possible, right? Uh, avoid an, any sort of possible uh, injury. So, what ends up happening when they remove the boxes and start the camera rolling? Uh, the dude hits the f- hits the ground and starts rolling his body towards the truck wheel, and you can see how close his head was to the fucking like just the frame of the truck. Yeah, it's
1: uh, it's intense, and even in the behind the scenes, you know, once the camera starts to you know uh, go past the stuntmen and they stop, you know, they stop rolling. Even the director was like, oh, my God, your head was so close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But the thing was, like, he just got up right away. He's like, yeah, I'm fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. It's all good. It's all good.
1: Yeah. The, but, uh, the endurance of Thai stuntmen is definitely not something to be bargained with.
0: Oh, man, it is. Like, it, like I swear to God, it's like I, I, the top of his head almost grazed it. If not it actually did graze You could the, see the wheel. The,
1: it's it's close. Uh, you know, just if he rolled just a few feet more, that his head would have been crushed. That would have been right.
0: horrific. Holy crap. And then then you know, like again, it, it ramps it up even more because Dan Chupong, our lead, is on top of the truck when it when the truck halts to a stop, the actor the lead himself actually gets hurled on off of the the front of uh, the top of the truck and lands on the top of the truck or the front of the truck <laughs> before hitting the ground and it's all him like like with the the camera zooms in close enough there you can actually see that it's the actor doing the stunt mm-hmm. uh you know and i love so, those vanity shots you know like yeah, remember those, it's him doing it
1: those are my favorite types of uh uh camera moves in a stunt where something, you know, the, the person on film does something kind of crazy, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's a stuntman. But then you see the, the camera kind of run in to yeah. expose the face, and you're like,
0: yeah. oh, shit, that's the actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, so Dan Chupong, uh, maybe we should talk about him a little bit. Um, so uh, uh, apparently well, he's worked with uh, Tony Jaa yeah, a little bit in, in, um, in Ongbok. Uh, he had a very small role in that. I, I wouldn't even have noticed uh, like I, his his performance in that is like not too memorable in my in my mind. Otherwise, I'd be talking more about him. Um, but apparently, he was on Tony Josh's stunt team, mm-hmm. so you know, like uh, as, as a result of that, you know, he has a lot of stunt prowess in him, and you can definitely see that in this movie. Uh, I I wonder if that's part of the reason why you don't see much of a martial arts ex like exhibition from him. It seems like more most most of his talent is in his stunt work. So you'll see him like doing things like falling off the front of a you know, landing onto his, the back off of a truck you know, like slamming him like hitting multiple platforms before hitting the ground like he gets a lot of abuse in this movie but you know you can always tell that it's actually him doing it so you know I think that's where um that's where dan Chipong actually shines in, in this movie um right but on top of dan Chipong, uh you know uh you know doing all these things you know and you know like you can actually see like what he's capable of This action scene is mostly capped off with a lot of the uh, vehicular stunt work. Again, like very much akin to what you'd see in the first police story. So we're not done with all the the stunt work yet. Like now we're seeing more of the... Well, we continue to see a lot more of the the vehicle stunts. So we have this giant truck. One of the giant trucks careens off of the side of a cliff... (laughs) And like in terms of the story, in terms of where we are in the story, there are characters, pivotal characters inside this truck.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, (laughs) it's very confusing because, as you said, there are our main character is uh, I I believe it's our main character who's inside the truck that goes careening off a cliff. And you see it in this super wide, Mm -hmm. very, very nice super wide shot. Uh, Uh And I believe they only had the one truck, so either they got it or they didn't. Mm -hmm. But it's a very, very nice uh, destruction shot. And then, uh, you know, after the dust settles, you're made to believe that this guy somehow survived this truck going (laughs) off a cliff. it's, It's like a cartoon, but... Because it's really happening, because we saw all that destruction, you're just like okay, <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess he's alive.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, well, I mean the, that that wide that you see, it's all done in slow mo. You see that truck falling off of that cliff, landing on some sort of um, uh, some sort of building you know, like, um, along the way. You see the destruction. You see all the stuntmen running away from the destruction, so you can tell that that's actually happening. Like and how the devastation. And on top of that, in terms of the story, they show the rubble. They show how much damage that whole thing did. So it's weird that the characters are still alive.
1: <laughs> they should have been mangled, bloody corpses. It should have been it should have been like a disgusting freak show of what we were looking at. But no, he's just kind of pulling himself out of the rubble. And, yep. and the other man, surprisingly, is also still alive. <laughs> who yeah, is also everyone's alive. Everyone's alive. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Well, I guess a story point we could mention is in the beginning of the movie, he's given this coin by his oh, superior, yeah. which I didn't really uh, realize until it was pointed out in the commentary that this coin, it's it's kind of a lucky coin. And mm-hmm. uh, whoever wears it is kind of invincible. Like I didn't get right. that. I wish... It was explained a little more, so I I could have bought some of this stuff that was going on. But at the same time, it's fine. We get it. He's 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 you know he's impervious action hero yeah, with yeah. no yeah. personality. <laughs> Again, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no personality.
0: The, those are two things that the commentary got got to that I didn't agree with or didn't understand. Which was yes, the coin thing. I I was like I I'm like I'm like did we watch the same movie? I feel like this this coin was. It almost feels like, I'm not even Deus Ex Machina. I, like if you remove the coin, it would affect none of the movie. Yeah, uh, it never felt like it was a lucky coin. It never felt like it was like some sort of talisman that, or like gave him superpowers, or like it literally, there's it's so trivial that it doesn't feel like it has any impact on the story. Second thing, yes, I think Danji Pong uh he was written in a way that, according to the commentary and according to uh, Pana Ritikrai, um, oh, we haven't talked about him yet, but I'll, we'll talk about him in a second. Um, according to the director, uh, like it was intentional that this character was underwritten in the initially, initially, so that when he actually does talk and once in the middle of the movie actually happens, uh, when he does talk, it's supposed to have more impact.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't agree with that. Yeah, I, I
1: don't agree with that either. Um, I, they they give him the tiniest amount of character stuff to work with, but you know what? At the same time, that's fine. He's he's kind of audience surrogate ish because we're just following along what's going on because he you know he's he's the main character, so things are happening around him, and we're just viewing this action set piece through his eyes almost so right, right. i don't mind so much that he doesn't have a character because interestingly enough when we go to the village uh they set up all these tiny little plot points and and little story details that at first you're like oh this is just to move the story along this is just to pad timing but surprisingly it all comes back later and yeah mm-hmm. to give uh panavittrai credit uh who's the director and also the writer um you can say like, okay, this is just like a mindless, uh, over-the-top action movie. Uh, sure. Right. But the fact that he was smart enough to put these little plot points in here so that we're not introduced to them and they're just throwaways, they actually uh, come to resolution later. And it does, you know, as moviegoers, we we kind of feel uh, this sense of uh, accomplishment when things kind of come full circle. So I well, I give him a lot of credit that this is not just like a dumb... Pointless, uh, you know, mindless action movie. He, he was, you know, thinking about these things.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with you there. It doesn't. This movie doesn't feel like it's, it's a meandering um, or like a generic action movie. There, there are, there are generic action movie tropes here in this movie. But you know, in terms of like the serious, the serious nature of what the characters are going through. Like you know, the the char- the director is not pulling his punches. Like they want to show how severe, you know, uh, you know, a war state village actually is. So I give him credit for that. However, um, you know, uh the this it's a very unpleasant viewing <laughs> experience. Uh well but anyways, um,
1: I'm I'm a, but I'm okay with the kind of serious seriousness of it too because uh, maybe maybe it's a little bit lost on us because uh, we don't have this Thai national pride like mm-hmm. they're ve- they're uh, really developing and really really amping up in the movie. Uh, I feel like that's something that we probably can't understand because uh, the movie is very very uh, prideful, uh, you know, of the Thai culture and like the Thai flag and the and the the Thai king. And mm-hmm. I feel as uh, Americans like our Nationalism is kind of a joke right now, so <laughs> when I see these things in other countries, uh, I wanna understand, but I, I i think i just i just can't you know
0: right, right I like, yeah, you know, you know what what do you? what do you think of when you think like like national like like national pride in in america you think like oh let's travel down south or go towards a bible bible belt and uh you know we'll find you know, like like you know like that that's like their your image of like someone who's takes their national pride a little too seriously mm-hmm. but here it's like it, it feels more universal um uh well i mean in terms of like thai culture uh, in this movie it seems like it's portrayed in a way that's like Everyone needs to stand together and we're gonna triumph over this and it almost like it almost feels like Independence Day.
1: Yeah. In terms of so <laughs> that that's one of the the kind of silly, but you need to take it serious plot points. So yes, these villagers are being held hostage and they are not able to be saved by the soldiers around them or else they're gonna start executing more villagers. Yeah. So the Thai national anthem starts playing on the radio. <laughs> and it swells up so much emotion in everybody that it causes a riot and it causes them to free themselves from their captors yeah and that sounds incredibly silly it sounds kind of stupid but that's you know that's the ignition for this whole last action set piece
0: Mm -hmm. right yeah uh, it it does sound ridiculous but uh I guess removing the patriotism out of the, the equation, I guess it does make sense. They're like, well, they're gonna die anyways, mm-hmm. and I get the whole sense of like that whole Trekkian idea. It was like, you know, the way the the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Because you know, uh, part of the plot point is if they don't, uh, if this village doesn't succeed in taking uh, taking back the you know the taking back uh, the, the control, they're gonna send the the villains are gonna send a nuke. <laughs> to bangkok and destroy all life there so yes needs of the many outweigh the needs of a few i get it it's it's it, in a way the movie you know, I, I conveys that properly But other ways it feels a little bit a little bit uh self-aggrandizing because there are a lot of characters here that um represent thailand in a way that it feels um you know like in in a way that's like like we need a little bit of cultural um, uh, representation in little aspects in terms of athleticism, in terms of um, you know in terms of sports. I mean in terms of athleticism, in terms of its culture, in terms of um, uh, 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 you know like national pride. So we have a little bit of sprinkling of that uh, in in every uh, And then you have facet.
1: all the different age, you know, groups. You have the babies yeah. all the way to the grandmas, all the way to the village leader mm-hmm. and then yeah, whatnot. So, yeah, they're just they're right. just running the gamut gamut on like all the different types of characters you could see. So, yeah. you know, there's there's it's like there's someone for everyone to kind of personally latch onto.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that's that's like pretty much the point I was trying to make. Well, I mean, that's fine, you know? That's a, that's a, those are the parts I'm okay with. So we have characters in this movie who all represent, uh, you know, like very popular sports. You know, like we were saying before, this was, this whole set piece before it becomes, um, you know, overwhelmed by terrorists is that it's a it's a sports retreat essentially, right? So we have characters who do respective sports. So we have a gymnast. Uh, we have a taekwondo master. We have um, we have. A soccer player always we also have a um i'm trying to remember what this uh this martial art uh what what this, not, this sport is called uh well you
1: got the gymnast the uh you know the balance beam kind of person you have mm-hmm. somebody doing the parallel bars and you know all of that fun
0: stuff. right oh I can, I can never remember what it's called to uh, you know the the thai volleyball <laughs> <laughs> sure. like you know like the sapak to craw have you ever heard of this zero no, you, don't, no, you know this is holy shit like after this episode's over you need to look up some videos all our listeners need to watch videos of this this is volleyball but you can only use your feet
1: oh, okay i think i've seen like reddit clips of something similar yeah like this.
0: it is fucking insane so we have a guy who represents that too and i uh, we can talk about that too so that's all fine dandy like i we represent a little bit of Thailand and in, in small ass uh, aspects in these respective characters. But you know, we also have like this rugby dude. Uh, oh no, we have a rugby dude. We also have the soccer dude who insists on carrying the Thai national flag with him every <laughs> in every scene. Oh God, it's, it's, I mean, awesome. that's too much.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, like, so you could probably say once the Thai villagers rise up after singing the national anthem, that's a little too much but at one point in this whole last action sequence the tie flag gets shot and as it's falling to the ground the the soccer player notices it and he catches it before it hits the ground you know it's it's so patriotic it's supposed to you know swell up some emotion i guess i guess like i said i think that's something just we can't understand
0: absolutely not um that's yeah, fine it's okay you yeah, know but it, it's just funny because like and later in the movie jumping way ahead uh when the characters when uh these characters who are presumed dead resurface themselves all the char- like all the supporting characters you just mentioned run to their rescue and this dude is just like carrying the flag is like why do you need to carry this thing drop that shit yeah no uh, i no. Guess that
1: yeah can't do it can't can't let the flag hit the ground
0: <laughs> all right so that's enough fluff out of the way so uh, that's more of the story, but now we can actually talk about the action again, because after, uh, you know, we are introduced to our characters, the, the village is overrun by these terrorists who, you know, hold, hold everyone up by gunpoint and just start killing with complete abandon. They just don't, you know, they they literally kill a father right in front of the daughter's eyes. It's like really oh fucking God. unsettling. Yeah, that's,
1: that's really, it's a really sad moment.
0: They, they really drag that shit out um which is fine because uh, not not fine but you know uh, it's good setup for yeah, it the sets up the emotional
1: later. stakes and everything
0: mm-hmm. yeah um so panarithi cry who worked with on uh, Ongbok, <laughs> worked on Ongbok, uh with tony jaw um uh, you know he's he, he did a previous movie uh, back in the '80s, now 1984, uh, that was also called "Born to Fight." So this movie, by title only, is a remake. So I, in preparation for this movie, I saw parts of the of that movie, and in terms of fighting, that movie is actually a little bit better than this one.
1: You mean in terms of like fight scenes, mm-hmm. okay. fight scenes, right, yes, right, yeah,
0: but. Overall, obviously, this movie's a lot better because, you know, it has more, uh, like, they, they amp up the stunt market. That's what makes this movie stand out. However, the original 80s movie, uh, you know, like, the it's not a good showcase for Muay Thai, um, you know, which is, like, the national martial art, right? So... Uh, like, if, if you're gonna see that movie, it, it feels like it's more like kung fu oriented. It feels like it's more, um, uh, more inspired by that. So, that's just like my sh- short synopsis on or like short review on that. Um, it's, it's very unrelated to this movie, but you can see that like Prana like wanted to get as much of his like action, um uh, not chops. No, like, uh, homage to, like, what he originally did in the original movie. So, right, but this movie, obviously, um, this movie obviously, you know, like, like, takes everything that he did correctly, like, he did in the original movie and, like, amps it up by 100 with a lot more fucking violence. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, what was so I was gonna
1: say, so, uh, that probably leads us into our first, I guess, official fight or something that we can probably really categorize as a fight. And that would be, uh, Dan Chipong is kind of spying on the enemy And uh, he gets uh, held at gunpoint by a few soldiers and he kicks one of the soldiers away and he lands on this uh, fire pit that has these two by fours, these logs that have just been burning in this fire pit. And this is one of the I completely forgot about this scene. This is one of the craziest fights because you have three men holding what looks like logs or two by fours that have these embers these fiery embers at the end so they're not they're not fully ablaze but they they are kind of you know they're glowing from from being just held in the fire pit and they are just wildly swinging at each other on the back on the head it looks so messy in terms of choreography, but that's what makes it so terrifying and real because they're, it looks like they're blindly swinging at each other.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's organized chaos, yes. right? Uh, and but this, which is good because when there actually is uh, real or choreography—well, not real—but it feels like it's more intentional when they're like intentional choreography here, like when uh, chapon jumps and does a Arabian flip off of uh, off of the, these boxes and then sma- smashes these guys in the back you know like that you can tell like you know like that had to be spot on otherwise yes <laughs> you know the, these these performers will get hurt and that's that has nothing to do with like the stunt itself every single swing every single hit had to, was potentially dangerous like these it wasn't the hits themselves and this is something that we discovered in the commentary And I didn't even think about until Bay Logan explained that it's not the hits themselves that are, you know, could potentially hurt you, you know, because I'm sure these uh, two by fours or whatever, they they don't, you know, like they're probably brittle from the the, the fire. It's the embers that are getting in your eyes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the that's the real danger here, which, you know, like you you could potentially blind yourself.
1: Yeah, And you you see it in... um... In the ed credits like outtakes you see one you see dan and then you see the stuntman kind of stopping the choreography because you see them kind of like looking down that's probably when these flaming embers were you know getting in their eyes right and it's it's beautiful to look at as crazy and chaotic as this because you see all these glowing little orbs flying all over the screen yeah and uh, You're you're just not going to see that today. That that would all be CGI. They would not allow anybody to do this kind of stunt under a union or or anything (laughs) like that. So you just as as hurt as as these people are getting by getting smacked around with flaming two by fours. You got to hand it to them because this is this is the only place you can see it.
0: Right, and this is not at all um, disparaging or like minimalizing how uh, crazy. It is to get hit by these things. You know, yes, the embers are the most dangerous part, but there's a fucking part where Dan, Dan Chapong grabs a dude, and gra- grabs a, the the stick, and smashes a guy over the head with that thing. It's like that's I wouldn't want that, that to happen either. And also, you have the potential of getting embers in your eyes, mm-hmm. so uh, it's fucking crazy. Uh, but that that's it's relatively short, I'd, I'd say. You know, the, yes. there is that one moment where Dan kind of does a, a a twist over a, a dude and smashes the the, the stick the the flaming stick onto you know like the the side of a guy who's like on the ground and that's pretty crazy too like having like these these uh acrobatic stunts while you're holding these uh, like flamed weapons is not easy you know it's not you know it, it, you know like everything can go wrong at any given point but uh, that's that action scene we move along a little bit after the character gets captured. Uh, and then we were talking before about how patriotism saves the day, <laughs> wherein now they all the characters rise to occasion. They uh, you know they hear the national anthem uh, and they you know they start uh, fighting back against the the, the their captors. Um, right. So now we have uh, a lot of things going on. <laughs> At first, it seems like uh, it seems like pure chaos. It, uh, like it gets because- a little
1: overwhelming, right? Like how much yeah. is just really, really happening? Because so this is this is now the moment for everyone to shine. You know, like they they've been roughed up. They've you know, their their loved ones have been killed. Now they really have to save the village and save uh, Bangkok.
0: Actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm staggering a little bit because it, not only is it messy, not, not in a bad way, not that it's like messy, bad. But it's just, like, a lot of things are happening. At, at first, it feels like um, all the villagers are just going en masse and just uh, grabbing the weapons, which is fine, which makes sense. You know, like, they just want to regain ground. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, it feels like it makes more sense to kind of break it down into each individual character's um, action moments. So, like, you know, like at first, it's like everyone's go- going, you know, attacking en masse, so it's really hard to point out what they're doing individually. But then after, from that point on, each character has, like, their their, like, three to four minutes like uninterrupted yeah uh which is kind of nice you know then it feels like each character has more moments to shine Mm -hmm. so i think that's probably the best way for us to break this down is just talk about each character rather than putting them in a chronological sequence yeah yeah
1: we 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 can do it like that i can't even remember every single moment because there's there's a there's a lot of characters that unfortunately they are not developed as quote-unquote characters they are just kind of in the movie to have these fun action, you know, uh, uh, set pieces.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, Man, so, like you were saying before, each one of these characters represents a respective sport, right? Um, But, they actually hired some legitimate, uh, you know, uh, athletes for this movie. I
1: I believe all the athletes were actually legit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That Uh, that, that was my understanding,
0: anyway. Right, so that Taekwondo, we can talk about about her first. Mm -hmm. Um, She does have a, um she does have so we have a taekwondo uh champion in this movie uh and i think she fights another taekwondo uh master in this movie as well so uh the one that's good (laughs) how about how how about that we'll just talk about her well Um, yeah
1: yeah the hero the heroine taekwondo the hero
0: oh yeah the sister Yeah. yeah she's technically the sister here yes she um she has a lot of sequences here where she can show off not only her taekwondo, but she can show off just like how gymnastic she is. <laughs> um.
1: Yes, the martial arts of gymnastics. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. There, there, oh,
1: there's, so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of flashes of gymkata in this mm-hmm. as well because yes, you have gym, uh, people who know gymnastics who are pulling off gymnastics moves against armed terrorists. <laughs> Yeah, and well, as, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. As silly as it was in Gymkata, it's silly here. But you know what? The way this movie is all edited together, you don't have time to kind of take in how silly it is because once it's over, you just go on to the next thing, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, okay, yeah. well, that's over. What, what what's going to happen next? Right.
0: Well, see that I don't, I don't necessarily think that applying gymnastics to a fight scene is necessarily a bad thing, or like you can't. It's not that it's goofy off the bat. It's the apparatus that are the silly parts.
1: Well, the the I would say the uh, physical location setup is what's goofy. Just like in Jim cotta Oh, hey, look! This pommel horse is in the middle of the village. Where did this come from? Like in this movie. Like, the, the, okay, so uh, to give this movie uh, "Born to Fight" a little bit of credit, there's a lot of uh, uh, buildings like in pre-construction phases. So you can kind of see how they made like makeshift uh like parallel bars or yeah. makeshift like wooden planks for them to do gymnastics types moves on but when you see, when you see it you're just like oh that's it it's it's a little too much and you you definitely do laugh at it
0: well the sister character she uh yeah like she not only is she like she fighting on a hot, like like these um uh, not not like uh, these high bars that you were talking about before, but you know, like they are staggered just like far enough there where Ashley does it, it's the exact distance and the exact height of what you'd see in a gymnastics setting. It's like, right. oh, what are the odds? um and, yeah, yeah, and she's you know she's
1: twirling around it, doing her moves that yeah. coincidentally hit these terrorists who are trying to grab at her, like. You right. would think that if they saw somebody trolling on a bar, they would just kind of stand back and let her do her thing <laughs> until she <laughs> dropped to the ground and they'd shoot her.
0: Right, right, right. So uh, oh, you know, I I mistaken this character, the one that we were just talking about, with the mm-hmm. sister character, that's completely different character. Uh their ponytails kind of look exactly the same, but they're wearing completely different jackets. <laughs> um but yeah, like that this this the gymnastics girl, she uh she's not only fighting on those those uh, high bars that are, you know, you see in those settings. But she, there's, like, a high beam <laughs> in this movie? It's like, where the fuck... Th- like, what what is the application for that? There is no application. <laughs> <laughs> why, would, why would you need that in a village? But, right. Or whatever. But, you know, you know, as soon as you see the high beam, like, I immediately thought to myself, um, what can you do on a high beam that would be good for a martial arts sequence? And they actually did all the things that, you know, it, that I expected, which was, you know, like, well, you'd see cartwheels. No, you wouldn't see cartwheel. You'd see aerials. You'd see aerial flips. You'd see um, like back handsprings, mm-hmm. and these are really hard enough to do on the floor. But you know, any trained gymnast would be able to do them with complete ease.
1: Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those things that uh, I, yes, I I admire the uh, athleticism, mm-hmm. but when you see somebody swinging at the feet, just as the moment that they're doing the backhand spring and this happens in every movie you're just like oh come on you could have just waited (laughs) you could have hit them but it's fine it's so silly that i that i love it (laughs) right
0: right should we talk about the the red jack the red shirt dude because he's the other gymnast red shirt dude Uh, just talk about him well okay okay, well i mean these two are the standouts for me because like the two gymnasts they're doing the most acrobatic things and like gymnastics on screen is always interesting
1: are you talking about the guy who saves the baby
0: yes (laughs) yes yes
1: yes.
0: (laughs) oh man are we blowing our wad too early because like it makes it feel like the other characters are more not as visually interesting but that that's unfortunate because like gymnastics you see flips and twists all the time on screen you're gonna gravitate towards that oh shit that's impressive
1: so you know with with all the gymnastics stuff going on in this movie (laughs) it this could be really, this could be kind of like a throwaway sequence, mm-hmm. but the fact is the guy, he met this baby <laughs> in the beginning of the movie <laughs> and then he meets the baby again and so he straps the baby in, you know, with with this bundle around his chest and he just yep. starts like fucking tumbling and jumping through windows and off, and off roofs <laughs> and it's, oh, it's so... It's so adorable. I, I, it. I
0: love it because you know, like, like you said before, like, as soon as he straps the baby to his back, like, you, like if you guys like ever been held a baby, you know how fragile those things are. Have you ever like, heard you the term do flips "don't up...
1: shake a baby"?
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> he he did like three pirouettes in midair. <laughs> he does a Superman flip. It's like that. Like he does it. L- listen, you don't do any flip with the baby strapped onto you. <laughs>
1: that baby's brain would be scrambled
0: (laughs) oh man the key this dude alone has so many moments like not only is he the one who actually kind of sets saves the day in the very beginning of the 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 action sequence you know like because he's he's he detonates these bombs so Uh, that you know the the villagers can get upper hand but you know he he does all these motions uh, that you know like that are so visually interesting he he gets on top of these these um, these barrels, I guess, and does like windmills, like again, very similar to Jim Cota. Oh right, right, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll get back to the barrels later too, because uh, you know we have some a really good uh, stunt later in the movie. Uh, he does these windmills with uh, on top of this barrel where he one disarms the dude, uh, and then he he delivers some kicks again, showing a little bit of what he can do, which is fine. But then there's a ridiculous part where he like he just just finds some parallel bars <laughs> <laughs> and he just starts doing gymnastics on that. I was like, why? Why? Okay, again, in the terms of the village, what are these parallel bars for?
1: I wish they put like clothing on it or something. Yes, just you know, kind of hide the fact that it's a very obvious visual. But you know, it, it's fine. It the the movie has gone from being very very dire and serious to now. Kind of right. being like this joyous action romp.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where com- kind of like small complaint or nitpick earlier in the movie would uh for us was you know, it it doesn't feel like it melds it perfectly, it just feels like it shifts tones. Mm-hmm.
1: And I I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah, uh I, I had a very entertaining time rewatching this again. And <laughs> Re remembering how ridiculous a lot of these things
0: were. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this dude, this one dude alone, he gets so many moments, uh, you know, that we could just talk about. Him specifically. <laughs> like we said before, he just finds a random pull up bar and he does like these fucking uh giants over them, uh, and he does uh the front flip we talked about. He 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 does so so much more than other characters uh, in this movie. He he climbs a building in the way that you'd see in, like, a gymnast would do it. He does these front handsprings. And then he treats the edge of the building like a diving board.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I was kind of curious about that. Because it looks like he was, you know, doing a dive for points. But... Right, yeah. <laughs> But uh, strangely enough, he lands his two feet on top of a he- on top of the head of a machine gunner, and then you yep. know starts you know turning turning the tide in his favor.
0: Right. So he does a piked front layout double. I said that in the wrong order, but he does <laughs> a double front full layout. Whatever. He he does this this move, and based off of the way that he does it, uh, you would expect that like once he lands. I thought he was just gonna he was just gonna land and then like grab the, the armed soldier, but what ends up happening is his feet um, make immediate direct contact onto the um, uh to the the soldier that he 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 hits. But if you're gonna land like that, you would just smash your your back onto the <laughs> onto <laughs> right, the ground.
1: Right. Yeah, so it doesn't happen in all in one take. It it, it happens in cuts because if yep. they really tried that, they would have like smashed that guy's neck
0: down. Right, right. So there's a. So there's something about that one shot where you see in the Y that he's doing the flip uh, off the, the the side of the building. Um, I, I realized that uh, once we are listening to the commentary and a later scene in the movie that this movie utilizes super, uh, comp, super imposition. Is that a word? They superimpose, superimpose. shots. That's what it is. Uh, I was trying to think of the noun version of that. Um they superimpose shots, and here is a clear uh example of like when they actually do that it, it's it's a little bit more obvious because obviously he needs a, an actual ground to land on and then a later shot we'll talk about when to do you know they superimpose um an action sequence. it is done so fucking well, mm-hmm. but we'll get to that when we get to that um this is the that one dude alone like i get like I said before he gets so much um these like great moments that i feel like uh you know like that's like we've covered a lot with him already with the other characters uh we get a little bit less it just feels like it's more like show-offy they're not really like fight sequences it just feels like okay what what can we do to show off the the sport respectively Mm -hmm. um the one character i confused with the the gymnast before was the sister character she's the one with the red shirt and she like shows off her her Taekwondo abilities in this one fight with this other Taekwondo master uh, who was played by, uh, uh, oh, he plays the, the villainous character. She, you know, like, so there's a lot of, uh, you know, like, really good kicks going on in this, in the sequence. Uh, but it's unfortunately way too short.
1: Yeah, it's, well, it's really short. And this is one of those cases where, just because you are a, an expert martial artist doesn't necessarily mean that kind of transcribes well on the screen because yep. you can see that these girls are really good at kicking but I, I feel that they were kind of unsure of how to frame it in certain shots because right. you unfortunately you can see that uh, the kicks are just missing when they're supposed yeah. to be connecting. So I don't know if maybe that's uh, on the performers or on maybe they weren't sure how to how to frame it to to make it look good because of these performers. But uh, unfortunately, this is like this is like probably one of the weaker fights be- because of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, you know, but which is weird because uh, that. The sister character, she uh, has small moments earlier in the the this whole sequence where she you know delivers like these, these flying sidekick to some guy's head uh, and and everything like that's you know like you can tell that she has the the power in, in all her strikes but between these two it feels like yes it's a little bit more weight floaty um, but they're hitting their marks just not with each other yeah yeah it, they're not hitting I, each I, I, would, other.
1: I don't blame I I don't want to blame them too much I think it's just uh... Yeah, the, when you when you watch it, it's one of those things where I think uh, a girl is reacting before a kick connects mm, or is supposed right. to connect. So you're you're kind of, you're you know you're getting that disconnect where you're like, oh, okay, this isn't
0: real. Right, right. My my sin with this is like you said before, when they try to kick one another, or then when they're supposed to supposedly kicking one another, uh, it's clearly you can clearly tell that they're not making contact. But in, you know, again, I don't. I'm trying to be lenient to the movie uh, because of you know like what what the resources they had. When there is this one shot of the sister delivering a spinning hook kick towards uh, the villain's face, but because of the sun behind them, uh, the way that's shot, the sh- the sh- the sun is behind the sister character, so you see the shadow casted onto the villain. You can see how far that foot was. From you know, from connecting mm. because of the the, um, the shadow being casted, uh, you know, like as much as I I like the natural lighting in the movie, I think that's actually you know a, a, a moment where it feels like um you know it, it was toward the detriment detriment of the film. I never I, and this is something I just I'm just thinking about right now because you know if you, whenever you film a movie with natural lighting, you always run the risk of uh, confusing the the audience when you have different. Different positions for the ca- for the for the sun. You'll notice in certain shots, it's probably like 2 p.m., and in other shots, it's like sundown. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that too.
1: Uh, no, I didn't pick up on that. But I, I mean, you know, it's it's fine. I'm I'm not that nitpicky with it.
0: <laughs> I guess not. All right, I'm I'm not I'm trying not to be too nitpicky on on this all in all. I, I will say uh, it's weird because um the this little girl this little girl character se- screams at the sister and says like the axe kick oh god
1: yeah what what the hell and happened ne- there they
0: they, there was no axe kick there was never a you know, delivery never delivery of an axe kick instead she delivers this flying um elbow uh, 12 12 to 6 12 6 uh elbow which you kind of see in in, in that um, happens a lot yeah, in enbok so yeah, yeah elbow
1: right. strike to the top of the head pretty much
0: yeah yeah it, it's great except you know the villain dies in a very anticlimactic way but
1: it does come full circle if you if you notice the villain kicked the you? villain the when the villains first entered the uh, the village they were they were kicking over the tables that had all the you know the traditional Thai um, artifacts and then the traditional Thai weaponry the girl kicks over right. the rack of weapons and it's here where she gets kicked onto the rack and that's what kills her so you know it's 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 kind of an underwhelming fight but at least uh, at least it comes full circle
0: right right right. Uh yeah, so those are like those standouts in my opinion. There are more characters, but there's this one old dude in the movie. Um, what, what's his face? Uh, I, I don't, I I can't. Uh, if I try to say their names, I would just fuck it up anyways. There's one older gentleman in the movie, uh, much older. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting him to be you know, like anything that, that stand out, but he has a really short sequence where he's showing off his Muay Thai. And uh, I think according to the commentary, he's, like, a legendary, like, Muay Thai master. Um, so, you know, he, but he's, like, an old dude. So, like, you wouldn't expect him to move as as quickly and as nimble as, as he actually does in the, in the movie. But he's, like, throwing these these spinning elbows that, like, I thought were, you know, they looked legit. You know, like, I've been in, around enough Muay Thai people to know, you know, that's, that's like, that this guy knows some shit. Um, unfortunately... He is his moment to shine is a little short, uh, and he it, we cap it off with him running towards the camera in a very awkward <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> with little girls behind. Right, him.
1: right. That was kind of a weird shot, but you know, it's fine. He he, like you said, he got his moment to shine. Uh, that yep. that's what's kind of satisfying about this whole sequence is they showed us, they gave us these small introductions to all these characters, and now uh, they're getting a chance to do something for uh, for the village.
0: Yeah uh there's a dude who does uh sapak the the thai volleyball guy um that you know like it's it's weird because like i like that sport like if, if or a good demonstration of that that sport is just to go watch a game of that because that shit is insane unfortunately in this movie um it, it it is it's it's good to demonstrate like how flexible you have to be to even play that game and how agile it is however All he really does is just like he just knocks items out of the air. Yeah, this this
1: his stuff is probably the most disappointing. Uh, Also, because they kind of had to use CG uh, here and there uh, for some of the stuff, but literally what you said, he's basically just bicycle kicking things towards bad guys, and that's kind of the extent of it, unfortunately. But he does team up with a one-legged man, which yes, he really is one-legged. And this man really is performing some like tie kicks to the face on some of these uh, stuntmen, and it's it's pretty cool. So right. short, but you know, glad they had something interesting like this in there.
0: Right, I, I'll give him a shout out. SWAT Hoopsom, uh, the one-legged man you were just referring to, man, <laughs> this guy needs to be in the Special Olympics or something because he's fucking crazy. Um, I don't. What do you even call it? Because he has, like, a cr- uh, crutches on his right side, right? Or right side? Or whatever. He has crutches on one side, and he delivers these, like, these... Do you even call him 540 kicks? Because <laughs> it's like, you know, he has one leg. So it's like, he delivers, like, what I can only refer to as, like, a, a like almost like a 540. And he's, like, knocking the, also objects out of the air. The fact that he can do, even do a, a kick like that is fucking insane. Um, and he, does, he has, actually, like, a couple moments in this movie, like, really short... But anything that showcases like how athletic this guy is 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 crazy. Like I, you know, like I, I think like the just you should watch this movie just for him. <laughs> <laughs> that's how fucking uh, how nuts it is. Uh, yeah. So we talked about basically everyone. I I, I feel like about. Yeah, I, I don't think about. we
1: need to cover every single thing because there's there's a lot actually. There's it's it sounds like we've been uh, covering a lot of things, mm-hmm. but there's probably even more stuff to cover. I yeah. think this is one of those things. It's just like. This is a recommend you should watch it, but like you know, here's us, you know, glazing over as much right. as we can.
0: Right. Well, I mean, I think that a lot of it is contributed to the fact that this is all spanning like the the halfway point up to the very end of the movie. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think I think the last forty minutes is almost all action. You know, very yeah. moderately paced. It's not breakneck. It's basically mm-hmm. action set piece, action set piece, action set piece yep. was all the individual characters doing their own things. But, it, but it's awesome yep. because like once this moment happens, once once the villagers hear that anthem and they rebel, it's just you just sit back. You're like, oh, man, this is great. It just stuff keeps on happening. All the crazy stunts yep. keep on uh, racking up uh d- yep, do, yep. You wanna, do you want to do you want to go to the the last fight now
0: uh well I, I was hoping that we could have gotten uh, all the uh quote unquote minor characters out of the way so we can actually talk about you know saving dan Chu pong okay. himself for last because you know it, I mean uh, yeah of course we wanna, I want to talk about the ends eventually but you know like in the middle of all this uh, of all this chaos you know like because we're going back and forth technically chronologically uh dan japan's like showing off you know like a lot of his um uh you know stunt work as well like he's like doing wall flips wall twists off the you know and and like the, you know, he's doing that that uh you know but there's this one sequence i actually really like where um it's all one take it's a one shot mm, uh right, right. yeah you know, like where he has a gun he, he's kind of like he, he he attains a gun and she's shooting up all the uh all the the villains and you know like and like in between all that there's you know like there's small moments of martial arts exchanges they're not very long but i think that they're worth that that the, the fact that this is all one take is, is like impressive enough um you know like i think that's it's a really good uh good shot uh of him grabbing like it, it ends with him grabbing a guy's arm and shooting it through his uh, elbow and then shooting the two guys in the head, um, you know, simultaneously with one bullet. It's good. Uh, I think that's great. Yeah, uh, I'm, a,
1: I'm a big fan of the action one takes. Uh, I, I, I know uh, Pena Cry has done it in other movies, too. Uh, he's <laughs> like, he keeps on trying to, like, you know, outdo himself each time. Yeah. and. Right, right. uh the the funny thing with this moment is it's so video game like no, when you. you see this it's, you, you I thought of uh, Area Fifty One like you're just following along because there's moments where the camera kind of points at this like little hut and then you see the door open and then he shoots yeah. it you're like oh that's that's Area Fifty One or <laughs> that's a police trainer or, or whatever right there
0: right, and right,
1: right not 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 to be negative at all I, I I was actually like oh this is awesome this is just it's like a video game.
0: Yeah, no, that, that not negative at all. But um, yeah, well, that, uh, I guess the setup for the actual the the final fight is you know like Dan Chipong approaches the you know like more henchmen, uh, you know as he's like going towards these platforms where the you know the big bad is right. So you know like while he's he's doing that, you know like he you know he's, again showing off his stunt work uh, stunt prowess when he gets like kicked into a fucking um what we call it. Uh, you know like it kicked into a what do you call those things? Uh, oh whatever. like it's this fucking log where he like just smashes his fucking head into it <laughs> and he like like does like a half flip onto the ground. There's a fucking a lot of yeah. Uh, that that like log is just kind of
1: there. <laughs> it's just <laughs> elevated in the air. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out, though, bef- before this moment though, is mm-hmm. I love that he. So there, there's this. Uh, he kind of storms the base a little bit. You know, he's going mm-hmm. towards the bad guys now in this mm-hmm. last uh, action fight scene, yep. and they throw a grenade at him. And he catches it in the air and he just throws it right back. I thought that was <laughs> so great because it happens in that wide shot and you're just like, oh, my God, this is like fantasy war film because, that ne- <laughs> you know, that never happens. They're not catching grenades in the air and just chucking it. It's like... yeah,
0: right, right. Um... And then
1: uh, right after that, he pulls off a really nice triple kick. Uh, just jumps in the air just hits three guys like one off like one off another off another and and, and he lands really nicely uh, mm-hmm. very re- very reminiscent of uh Bayrong with uh yep. Johnny Nuen.
0: Yep, yep. And, well, uh, yeah, I mean like yeah, there's that but he's also like throwing these um you know he, he does a couple of like, gainer's which are like I thought that like just doing a gainer alone would be um you know like like impressive enough but he does like uh, a couple of gainers here that uh you know like it's it's creatively different in each one where I feel like uh, I don't even know how to exp- explain it. It's just like it's, it, you would think that if you do a s- one move more than once, like it would get stale. But there's something about like the way that he does it. Yeah, he's always
1: f- he's. It's like he he'll, he'll do the gainer into the kick, and he mm-hmm. when he's when he does the kick, he's you know he's basically upside down in these really really nice silhouettes. Uh-huh. And then when he does it again, sometimes I feel like he's coming at a different angle. So that's why it yep. feels unique
0: right. each time he does it. Right, right. It, yeah, exactly. That's probably what I was trying to get at. Um yeah, so the man, I'm trying to I'm trying to actually look it up right now, like what the main bad guy's name is. I, I can't figure it out. Oh right. So
1: he's also the main bad guy in Ongbok as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I, I, can't I also it forget out. the
0: actor's name. Uh uh I'm sorry, I feel like I, I should know this. Um but yeah, the, the main bad guy from Ongbok uh, the one who gets roided up. Uh, is the, ba- the big bad in this one? And uh, I don't know if I, I misheard this from the commentary, but apparently he's not a, a traditionally trained martial artist. Correct. But you know. yes, yes. Right. Uh, but he—he you know,
1: he was, you know, through the course of all these movies, he kind of just became like a movie martial artist. That's weird because he's so convincing. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, oh man. So the, so before uh, the main bad guy joins the fight, there is this awesome moment. I love. I wish. I wish maybe the camera was a little higher to see it. Where he uh Danji pong jumps in the air to side kick one of the guys, mm-hmm. and right after he kicks one of the guys, the other guy another guy was also jumping in the air and side kicks him off of this platform they're on onto like a lower platform. It's like the yep. timing needed to be so correct in order to get uh this kick off the other guy and then for him to get kicked It's right. really really impressive
0: right 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 I mean yeah like they they're, yeah. Well, the the main bad guy grabs Dan Chupong and hurls him off the platform. And mm-hmm. you can see that it's Dan Chupong slamming his chest. you can see that He basically had a cavity where mm-hmm. he slams his chest onto a a giant log. That's the, just, the, the, yeah, it's yeah, it's just, just sticking
1: suspended. out and he hits <laughs> it and he then falls to the ground like kind of like a story. Not a story, but you know, like a maybe 10 feet down. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think that was him. But in the commentary, they said he did it. I yeah. wish I wish we got the vanity shot of it. You know, the camera then trucking oh, in man. and showing it. But uh, I'll, I'll believe it if they say that's uh, if they said that's really him.
0: Well, you can see the reverb of the whoever it is. You can see the <laughs> reverb of his body like landing off the floor. Uh, oh, yeah, and I finally he know the guy's bounces. name.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, the 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 villain's name is Chatapong Pantana. Ak- Cool. Oh, geez. This is why Christ. we're not referring to these actors by their names. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's my last attempt at
1: that. To any uh, Thai listeners, we, we can't. Uh, I'll just say Chatapong. Sure, sure.
0: Chatapong. Okay. But, anyways, um, yeah, uh, we have our final sequence with uh, Chatapong versus Dan Chupong. God. Uh, after Dan uh, is on the floor and he picks up that coin, that special coin that we finally actually see as a close up. And it's special because that coin has the thai king on it and that he swells up with patriotic pride and he has that one single tear that leaks down the side (laughs) of his eye right uh, side of his cheek and then that's when he powers up uh and this is where we get like even more stunt work where he he delivers this one flying uh while dropping uh heel kicks i guess you know like we basically just delivers his entire body weight onto a stunt person who has his back laid out on a barrel, this giant, these giant barrels. A
1: giant, and, like it's like a giant vase filled with water.
0: Yeah. Okay. Right. There's these massive vases, and uh, according to what uh, you know, the commentary said these vases wouldn't break initially. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, these stunt oof. people would just take the full brunt of a what a hundred and forty pound man leaping six feet in the air before they crash down on you. Oof
1: yeah that would that would suck i would hate to to be in those first takes where the guy just gets his chest caved in yeah with feet and because if you think about it yes if the vase breaks that you know that lessens the blow they do crash to the ground but to to take full force of all that weight oh that must suck
0: right right um man i mean you can like watching this in frame by frame, you can see that the actor's padded the stunt person. But yeah, obviously, but you still, know, you're actor,
1: yeah, to 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 receive all that weight multiple times because it didn't break on the first take. Ooh, that's yeah,
0: rough. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So all the henchmen are taken care of. Chaddapong is now trying. The villain is trying to detonate this this this. Uh, or not detonate, but he's trying to set off the this missile that will be sent towards Bangkok. And our hero comes in to try to save the day and engages in a fist fight with the the the, the villain. So the the fight itself isn't so much about the fight choreography, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's just more about, again, more of the stunt
1: work. Yeah, yeah. This is this is kinda like two guys throwing each other around. And yeah, yeah I, I completely agree. The fight choreography is is not, nothing really to write home about, but Oh, man. So this first throw mm-hmm. where uh, Dan oh, yeah. grabs the bad guy and they throw they throw each other off the side and they go down maybe like 10, 10 feet. Yeah. And if you watch it, it's in slow motion. It looks like one of the guy's legs oh, just yeah. breaks. <laughs> I I don't and they didn't—they didn't mention anything in the commentary, but you can clearly see a leg that bends
0: mm-hmm.
1: not the correct way.
0: Yeah, uh, it's like it, it, it bends toward like if you're if it's your left knee, it like it would bend towards your right a bright side with, you know, like you you can't bend your knee that
1: way. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's because it's a little hard to tell because there is a dirt mound, but it looks like it. it, So if, Mm -hmm. if the actor didn't get hurt, then I think maybe what happened is when it touched the ground, maybe it went into the dirt Mm -hmm. to prevent it from breaking or bending. But When you watch it, it kind of looks like it bends the wrong way. It's, it's. <laughs>
0: yeah, right, right. Man, like, well, I mean, if you can't see it, you can definitely see the point of impact on the ground, which is, mm-hmm. you can start to see that that leg is starting to bend in a way that you should not be bending your leg in. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, even even without that, you know, if the stunt went perfectly well, they are still twirl two bodies twirling and essentially doing a cork like, like <laughs> right, 12 right. feet off the you know, off the ground it's absolutely nuts um and i get you know, a, what was i was just gonna
1: say after that we get another nice uh you know like pretty much uh like aerial kind of flip kick from dan it, again
0: it's it it's almost looks like a t- well it is a, a touchdown rise which is uh if you are doing a back handspring but your uh your left hand touches back while your left while your left leg is also in midair so you know he does that but he, it's, it's in his version of it, it's more – It's more in a, a traditional t- touchdown rise, you kind of flip back into it. You whip your body back uh, almost like a back handspring. But here he does it more like a, a jumping version of that. And that can actually be fucking hell on your wrist if you do that incorrectly. <laughs> well, it's crazy
1: because he is mm-hmm. not – he is airborne for a lot of it. And he mm-hmm. hits this nice silhouette where his body yep. is in this like perfect fly. Oh, yeah. Fly. Mm-hmm. and then the wrist touches down and yeah that's where he could have <laughs> that that could have just broke <laughs> like oh hell yeah, yeah
0: uh so now the main character is kind of on the winning end of things he grabs uh chatapong uh you know holds him over his head <laughs> and just like hurls him towards these um oh i don't know these like these metal beams that are kind of like just like horizontally laid out and you just see like well uh, well, and he doesn't. I'm sorry, he doesn't hurl him. He he delivers this like this round kick, and <laughs> because of the, the the amount of impact that that round kick is, uh, you know, uh, delivering, Chatapong, his stunt person, you know, they they got uh, a stunt per- person for this, does a back like a, a backflip, lands on that thing, and then hurls his body forward. I can't explain this properly and in, in conveying like how painful that fucking thing looks. <laughs> Uh, and but that's not it. That's not how this ends. <laughs> yeah, this is like it ends with him uh, kicking the dude, uh, right? He kicks him, right? No, well, yeah, he 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 does a front push kick to the face, and you see the stunt person slamming against this pole in a almost like a ragdoll effect, where you can see yeah. that like, it's a, the the side of him like slams against his pole, and he just kind of like twirls his body to the ground. Mm-hmm. It,
1: it, yeah. it looks like. Um... He kicks him towards the pole, and his it looks like his l his uh his like neck or his shoulder. Once it once it hits the pole, it causes him to start spiral spiral spiraling, spiraling. down. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's and, that's and it looks yeah it looks very ragdoll, but that is a real human being yeah. <laughs> going down. It's it's pretty
0: crazy. Uh, in case you don't, uh, you, you have any doubts that that's not a real human being. Uh, that that's is a human being um the that performer tries to get up at first and it just <laughs> falls right. to the ground.
1: <laughs> yeah you you see movement like he lifts his head up a little bit but then he's like nope <laughs> i'm dead
0: i'm sure they also ran to his rescue like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so a little bit more happens uh you know like now that the bomb the missile's been sent off you know oh and no spoilers really you watch the movie you know, you'll 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 see what happens uh the how the movie caps off the, this action sequence is that the village is about to explode, and in the middle of these three minutes, supposedly, where the, you have only three minutes to evacuate the entire village, uh, the like main—I was going to
1: say—in the three minutes, it, there's like another fifteen-minute sequence.
0: <laughs> yeah, because the villain, the main villain, Chattapong, gets into a vehicle and starts shooting up the the shooting up the um, uh, the main character. And it's like, this is the longest one and a half minutes <laughs> in the entire planet. Uh, but uh, we have some really great stunts uh, as a result of this. This uh, is,
1: man, this this one stunt is insane. And I don't think we're spoiling anything by verbally speaking about it because the visual is really, really, really nice.
0: Right. So there's like a, a, a shell of a building with a a wooden pane. Uh, this it, it pretty sizable it's like the size of a, uh, an ordinary wall uh, filled with uh, with these wooden planks that are laid out but it's all on fire and our lead character is driving on his vehicle uh, he gets shot in the shoulder so he loses control and uh, uh, Dan, Ch- uh, Dan Chupong does, did most of his stunt work but for this particular scene it's, it wasn't him they got a stunt person to do it the stunt person had to drive off of Um, drive towards this you know this this rickety looking uh, wooden wall that's on fire and slam his entire body through it yeah so he's
1: well he's he's on a a motorcycle moped and he crashes the motorcycle into like these logs mm -hmm. which propel him through the flaming wall it's oh my god (laughs) it's crazy
0: and just like in traditional Hong Kong uh, action uh, cinema, you, like you see this in multiple angles, which mm-hmm. is great. Like mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love that. You see, you know, at least three or four different takes of this, uh, all in one. This is all one take, obviously, but you different get different shots of it, and you could just see like how, like we we're talking about before, like how people get ragdolled. Like, it almost looks unrealistic. Like, it looks too realistic that it looks unrealistic. Right. Like, well, the it, way that he's moving.
1: Yeah, it's crazy because his body is constantly twirl, Not twirling. Like, he is flipping through the, like, air because uh, he's not perfectly just going straight forward. Like, his head is, you know, up and down because he's just rotating as he's yep. spinning towards the ground.
0: Yep, yep. Um. Man, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy because, like, I, I know that the stunt person got seriously hurt as a result of that. But I mean, like, <laughs> you gotta pay for the price for art, man. Uh, it, it's it's weird because, um, yeah, like we said before, like you have like absolutely no control when you when you're fucking hurled in that that kind of speed and that kind of um, momentum. And th- that's not how this. That's not the end of this. the the, the one time, ta- the point I was talking about before, where they superimpose a shot, is when the villain uh, tries to finish the job by driving his giant truck towards. Dan Chipong's character off of those logs off that same cliff towards him. And I actually didn't know this like because like it the shot is this is how you do this correctly. Yes. I think that um if you're going to if you're going to do any little trickery, or any sort of trickery if that matter where you hide uh hide the fact that you're not actually doing the stunt, you do it quickly. <laughs> you do yeah, it in a way yeah. that you can't tell. Um but... uh, so
1: I was a little disappointed to learn that this was digital trickery because it looks so freaking good. Yeah. It, and it's, it's weird. Fun. They have really shitty CGI helicopters in this movie, <laughs> but then when we when I watched this, I was like, "Oh my god, was that him?" because <laughs> it looks really good. Upon rewatching and if you look really closely, you can See where they would cheat it, but it, yeah. it, you know, it's happened so fast. It's really, really nicely uh, superimposed together.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, what are you even talking about? <laughs> <What are> you didn't <laughs> even describe it. I mean, you did basically. Well, I didn't. Uh, I didn't explain to them how how like the severe, like what actually happened. I said that the car comes off of the cliff, but what actually happens after that? So
1: it's yeah, it like drives through more fire, more wood, and basically it's going to. As it crashes through and hits the ground, it would technically crush and run him over. But Dan Chupong, he only rolls at he only rolls maybe two or three times to clear these wheels that would have crushed him. Right. And it, oh my god, it looks so good. I wish it was real. <laughs> but well, but I like I, I'll believe. I'll just in my head. I'll just tell tell myself that it was real because it looks really nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, in the final version of this, you see that well the character escapes by the skin of his teeth because he's only, like, a couple inches away. However, again, I, you, know, you have to give the, um, the movie a lot of credit because, like, they did everything right uh, in terms of editing um, because the, the, there's there's technically two shots. There's one shot of the... Uh, we see these, this profile shot of the car going towards the camera and you see Dan Chipong rolling out of the way. That one's a little bit less forgivable, but it's still forgivable because it, it's so quick and also like there's a lot of motion blur here so you can't actually tell but the next shot is like more like you can see uh, a side view of Dan Chipong. like you can see like it's essentially him rolling towards the camera you know uh, and it's like uh, you, you see a close up of his base. at the moment where the truck is supposed to supposed to hit the ground you see like the the dirt just rise up to the camera and obscures it in that one uh, in that one uh, moment so I think that like was a great creative decision, like you could to obscure the CG, mm-hmm. and and it's even better. Uh, it's even better because it takes lessons from like a movie like Jurassic Park, well, right? Which is if you can't do your CG well. You need to do add things to the shot to ma- mask the fact that you can't do CG well.
1: Right, right. Because you don't want all CG. You want real things in there to kind yeah. of help everything mm-hmm. blend together. And there is so much shit going on because he just crashed through a flaming mm-hmm. uh, frame of a house that... The CG isn't that noticeable because there's, you know, so many real world elements uh, in the frame already.
0: Yeah, right. And also the dust, the dust particles, uh, Mm. which is all real. You know, the dust, the fire, like everything. All these things on screen obscure the bad, like the potentially bad CG. That's how you do CG well. Take lessons from this 2004 low budget action (laughs) movie from Thailand. Yeah. And we're not done. (laughs) We're Mm -hmm. not even done. There, we, we cap it off with this final uh, shot of... Uh, well, it's the final stunt of a stunt... Has it even done Japan? I can't actually tell. I, I it, don't
1: think the 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 truck jump is him. But right. mm-hmm. him falling off the truck and then landing on the ground, that is him.
0: Oh, okay, right. Because uh, yeah, you can, you can kind of tell in the slow-mo that it's a completely different hairstyle. So this stunt person is on top of a a flying fi- a fly, a flying motorcycle that's on fire which as it's about to crash into the front of the the truck the stunt person leaps out leaps out of the way so he can let the momentum of the bike carry him so he can escape the explosion <laughs> as the but the bike is hits the truck and this is all happening like this this explosion is happening in the same exact shot that this stunt person is being catapulted in
1: yeah <laughs> i mean he he definitely clears the front of the truck well enough before the whole thing explodes yeah. but it's all in the one take they didn't they didn't cheat it or anything like it does explode with him flying over the length of this truck which is insane yep and he kind of clips the back of the truck too i think maybe they wanted him to clear it yeah uh, but but he does clip the end of the truck so um they have to do a cut and then it's dan Japong like kind of rolling and hitting the ground right uh, right but yeah fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> and then we get huge huge like uh what you might call apocalypse now type explosions no, yeah. on this fucking village and it's like the budget of the whole movie is right. like right here
0: well again according to what they said that this village was built specifically for this movie mm-hmm. so uh, this had to be the end of production this had to be because they're destroying the in the, er- the entire set that they they built up um, and it's 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 crazy because like you you see this all in slow mo. It's just like pure destruction. Multiple just gives, multiple
1: clear shots, very mm-hmm. very wide. You know they they made sure they got their coverage so they didn't right. actually accidentally uh, lose and you know potentially miss something good. Going right. with
0: This explosion. Right. Right. So that's um that's how you end it off. I mean, there's more. There's a little bit of just like the that you know closure scene where like all the characters try to uh, recover from all this, you know, like obviously all the villains are taken care of and all the, you know, the survivors are trying to survive. But again, like we said before, at what cost? Because <laughs> <laughs> there is a, there's a off scene where, you know, these two characters, they kind of have to go their separate ways. And it's so sad. <laughs> Just, it doesn't feel like anyone came out of that feeling like we won this day. Right.
1: Well, they won, but their village got exploded to hell.
0: Well, and and it's even worse because the villagers are just they're just stuck there. Yeah. They can't go anywhere. They're they they're have to deal worse with the rubble. I
1: mean of course they're worse off but yeah. y- you usually want a really happy ending with this with this type of uh, story, you know, they defeat <laughs> you know they defeated the bad guys. They saved Bangkok from a nuclear explosion. But <laughs> but we're just ending on this really somber sad note because now they're all homeless. It's like yeah.
0: they uh. just have to build again
1: yeah yeah uh not not where i thought the movie was gonna go at the end but sure sure
0: hey you know what as a whole it's fine it's 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 a damn good film and um it it does you know like it, it doesn't really in my opinion doesn't really uh you know know how to balance serious with action schlock well but it's still excusable where in a way that I feel like you know like you can kind of forgive it for that. yeah um, all right, so I think it's time I guess it's time for me to like cap it off and like in terms of like recommendations and stuff. Um, man I, I I enjoyed this movie it it is really dour at times and I, I actually I, I feel like really bad watching it but I had a blast watching it you know yeah. there's there's a lot of really good stunt work in this movie. Yeah, and, and and that's the that's what I was gonna say. Like that's what I really want to hone in on. There's a lot of good stunt work in this movie. For a fight, you know, like for a martial arts movie, it kind of misses the mark on that. There is martial arts in this movie. Uh, don't get me wrong, but it's not as heavily highlighted as like let's say Ongbok. You know, Bak is like it has good stunt work and it has good fight choreography in it. So you get a little bit bold. Here it feels like fight choreography takes a major backseat, so we can really focus on stunt work. But it's like a give and take, you know, like you, you know, like whereas, you know, Angbach has like 50-50. Here it feels like, all right, fight choreography will take like 25% and then the stunt work will just like amp it up to like 100.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with that. It's def this movie is definitely more notable for the stunt work. I actually was kind of surprised there was fights rewatching this because I didn't remember them. But, yeah. uh, but I do, I do like the small moments of choreography.
0: Right, right yeah they they're short they're, they're few and far between but I mean they're not because actually there's a there's a lot of shit that goes on once you get to that 50 minute mark so that's fine you know um but it, it's overall entertaining I still recommend it um I think the movie is a was a miss for me I never heard about it so I'm glad we actually watched it I'm glad you were insistent that we watch it um it's a blast i I recommend it uh but as a movie as a whole uh yeah well yeah, why not <laughs> that that's you know, like I, I think you should watch it as a whole i don't think there's much value in just watching the fight scenes by themselves not just because like because well, they yeah, obviously the fight scene, the action scenes themselves uh without context is still entertaining but you wouldn't know where to, where it starts and where it ends just watch the movie yeah you know? yeah you know like you can't really break it out it's like it's it, it just once you get to the halfway mark it's just one nonstop action scene mm-hmm. And this is, and I'm gonna go back to what we were talking about before uh, for a previous episode. This is how you do a relentless action scene, uh, Inagawa. All right. <laughs> Reborn was a half of that movie was a the second half of that movie was a non-stop action scene, and it was so fucking boring. <laughs> this is how you do it. Yeah. This is and this is how you do it. Anyways, that's my elongated answer. Watch the movie.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree with everything you said. Uh, I think that, yeah, I don't think you should watch the action scenes by itself, because, I mean, you can, but the thing is, there's a lot of uh, story payoff for what happens in the action scenes, like, because they introduce characters and little plot points, like I mentioned before, so at least when you're watching the action you're like oh okay that's now coming into play now this is coming to play okay these characters were related and now this is happening in the action so yeah, yeah just just watch the movie it's it's entertaining it's this is this was great to watch with somebody else like this yeah. is one of those movies you put on with your friends you have a bunch of drinks and you just laugh at the absurdity and you're in awe of the stunt work
0: yeah. oh yeah that's something we didn't even touch on we were laughing quite <laughs> yeah. a couple of times throughout the movie mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, because you know, like it's mostly because of the CG. We didn't we didn't talk about the soccer player too much because there's some moments where he just delivers these fucking flying soccer kicks, not at people's heads. He delivers these. Uh, he just there's a conveniently placed soccer ball that's on the floor. He just kicks it and it flies, in a CG you know a CG ball flies towards uh, towards this uh, lookout tower that's like 80 feet away <laughs> <laughs> and just hits him square in the head. There are moments like that that are just absolutely absurd so you can enjoy it on on that level too um this movie is kind of a mess but it's like the good kind of mess
1: uh, i for me i wouldn't say it's a mess i i actually really enjoyed this movie uh i i can understand when i was younger forgetting like the story beats but uh i appreciate that this is not just like a dumb action movie they actually wrote things that have payoffs which is right. which is like i feel you don't really get that too much so i i applaud uh penna to cry for for going that extra step here
0: i think uh, i was going more for like organized mess ah, okay it's, like, it, it's done well mm. it's it's def- absolutely done well and uh yeah i recommend it's uh that was born to fight uh yeah i don't know fucking how
1: to end this <laughs> <one>. <laughs> so would you not be interested in being reborn to fight oh my god with Tak Sakaguchi versus
0: You mean Re Banshi-pong? colon born to fight uh, I'm done I can't I can't I- <laughs> Let's not talk about that movie ever again
1: sure.